Hey, 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 the hyperheroes are here. I see everybody. Uh, I see all the boys in the back over there laughing. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is week 5.5 of Camp Social Distance, and we're still here. We're alive. We've made it, thank God, because holy crap, it's been interesting. Uh, very, very pumped to be here today. Very excited to have the boys here as well. But before I bring them on, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping for anybody who maybe is new to uh, what we've been doing here at Hyper RPG. Like I said, this is week five of Camp Social Distance. We've been doing a whole bunch of stuff for the last five weeks. If you've missed out, today is the perfect day to come and hang out with us and see everything that we're doing. We just got done, uh, Lucas just got done streaming, doing a fun little AMA with the audience, which we started at 11 a.m. Now we're doing Hyper Heroes. After this, we're going to be going upstairs to our studio uh, where we're going to be doing some cooking stuff. Malika will be cooking some fun stuff. And then at 4 o'clock, we're playing a board game. Uh, I wish I would have written down Machine of Death is the name of the board game. And then at 6 p.m., it's Criterion Week here, and we're doing a movie called Diamantino, which looks really crazy, and it's Zach's pick, so I can't wait to watch this. I think it's going to be a perfect way to sort of wrap out the weekend. And uh, you are the ones who are deciding what movie we are watching. Uh, for next week's choices, on Monday, we are watching Parasite. That's on Hulu. On Tuesday, we're watching Miracle. That's on Netflix. Wednesday, Amelie, which I believe is on Amazon Prime. Thursday, we're watching Swiss Army Man, which is also on Netflix. And today, I, I asked the boys to give me some movie choices. Your choices for this week are Lethal Weapon, Sin City, and I forgot the name of the last movie. I Lost My Body, which is on Netflix, which actually looks amazing. It's an animated film. It looks really, really beautiful. Uh, Zach said he had seen it, and he said he was a really, really big fan of that. If you want to find out how you can vote for the movie that you want us to watch next Friday, you can go to oneshot.straylogic.com, and every 500 we're going to be giving, every 500 earned, we're going to be giving away a seat at my clubhouse. Uh, we'll be doing that this Saturday. We're going we're gonna to work out a time. I'm going to work out a time with everybody who gets picked to join the clubhouse. We've got at least seven or eight members in there now. So anything that you guys want to do, whether it's a watch along or if you guys want you know, some sort of a tutorial thing uh, on visual effects or Photoshop or whatever, I, I love the fact that, I, that we get to do this and that we get to really engage with the community in a, in a, in a more one-on-one -on -one type of session where we can hang out and do something that you guys are really jazzed about. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to oneshot.straylogic.com. You can see how you can support Hyper RPG and the movies that you want to watch and some of the cooking stuff that Malika has planned for next week as well. Uh, and then every time we hit our goal, we're giving away Steam codes, movie codes. We've got a huge library of codes uh, for both movies and games, so that's a lot of fun as well. I do have the chat room open too, so if we see any questions pop into the chat room, we will answer them towards the end of the show uh, as well. But... I think it is time to bring in the Avengers. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. What's up, him. everybody? Hey. What's up, buddy? <laughs> it went from, like, very high to, hey. Hey, hey. hey buddy. Just arm well, on the just, shoulder. Hey. You came in with that crazy – I didn't hear the countdown, so you came in with that crazy energy of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Babu <laughs> Frick. How dare you? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hey, man, nice background, yeah. by the way. Thanks, buddy. That's a fancy background that Adam created. Uh, <laughs> ah, created? I don't know about that, but I did render it for you. <laughs> okay, good. You rendered it. Um, but yeah, that's the Camp Social Distance. Yeah, that's um, right. And you got Hector yeah. back there with his fun collection. This is a background I created over years and years and maybe thousands <laughs> of dollars worth of collectibles that you. I'll be using for, uh, for DC Daily at home. Yeah. Got a nice little comic book 
propped up there. This is a Harley Quinn by a Mr. Sam Humphreys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is pretty Ooh. great. So huh? get that piece of trash out of there. That <laughs> Take that and throw it away. Hector, why don't you introduce the next to the Hall of Justice? Hector, Unbelievable. Do, do the honors of introducing our guest. Well, I'm so stoked because our guest today is, as I was saying earlier, in my heart and in my brain, is 50% not only a phenomenal comic book writer and such a talented, talented guy who's worked on so many of your favorite characters, and he's currently in the middle of a Harley Quinn run that is going to be one of the best Harley Quinn runs, period, Mr. Sam Humphreys. He's also one of my uh, co-hosts on DC Daily, and he is 50% of my heart and brain. Such a wonderful host and such a great pal and such a great uh, collaborator that we get to do the fun stuff we get to do over on DC Daily and geek out and, and um, talk about all the stuff we love. So Sam, he, he, and he's doing something so special and so cool for the yeah. comic book industry. And we get to talk to him about it today. And I am thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Rob, thank you so much. I love you, man. I appreciate it. I love you that. too. <laughs> I, I know. This is like, it's it's so great because Hector and I used to hang out like all day, every Wednesday, every week without fail, where you get to hang out and do like cool stuff on camera with like a lot of energy. And then also mm -hmm. we're not on camera, we kind of like sit in like the break room and be like, man, you remember remember that time when Batman kicked the Joker in the face? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was cool. Yeah, I remember that. All y'all, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's great to meet you all. Yeah, yeah man, too. thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, glad that I saw you. your tweet because I know you were tweeting asking. This was great. This was like yeah. so, so perfect. I thank know you were asking YouTubers if they were you know, putting up any stuff in the, in the next couple of days. So I thought, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to ask Sam if he just wants to come on and talk about you know what he's what, what yeah. you're doing and all that sort of stuff um Absolutely. i would love to know though from you and and from the other guys how how has this quarantine been for you guys so far the stay-at-home order and what's it been like adapting your your work life to being at home all the time boy yeah you want me to start yeah okay, so. yeah yeah honorary everybody's uh, heard well. us talk you you talk <laughs> <laughs> uh well you know the the headline is um I'm safe and I'm healthy and I'm at home and I'm staying home and uh, I'm hanging out with uh, my cat Bean, who Hector knows. He's not nearby, but uh, me, me and Bean are riding out the storm and I, you know, we got everything we need here. Um, so that is good. Also, the state of the world is bad, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm also riding that roller coaster of anxiety and depression. And you know, some days are better than others. And you know, it's it's definitely a paradox to be like, man, I got like a really great apartment that I love and I feel good staying in all the time and I've got food and supplies and I'm, I'm extremely lucky in that way, but also I'm extremely terrified for what's going on. So it's a little of both. And then also I'm a very lucky bastard because I still have both of my jobs uh, and, and a lot of people don't have one job. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. even, even if you just narrow the focus just to people like my peers, either mm -hmm in the as comic book creators or people who host or do videos or live streams or whatever like most of my peers cannot they, they even have one job so but mm -hmm. i'm still writing harley and every week uh hector and i we're still with the whole crew we're banging out um dc daily from home and all that stuff is just uh, a wonderful a wonderful thing to have not just for security but for therapeutically you know emotionally to be able to work on that kind of stuff and then uh 
uh, being able to work on this uh, Creators for Comics thing, which uh, we'll talk about later, has also been very, very therapeutic in this crazy time. So, yeah, I know that's, you. That's my short answer. <laughs> right I know you and Hector have also been doing DC Daily remotely. How has how has yeah. that been challenging? Because I, I think like the environment that you guys have, obviously, like it's a very creative environment, and you guys are so. You, we're, I think we're all just so used to working with each other and next to each other all the time. Yeah. Is it, does it create a different sort of energy when you have to remote in and you have to do everything like through a headset and a microphone as opposed to being there in person? Yeah, I, it, it definitely does. It's not the same, but we're, we're, we're really blessed in two ways. One is we have an incredible production team. Um, and, you know, at the drop of a hat, as so many have, they were like, this is the world we got to deal with. We're, the show must go on. And they've cobbled together out of, out of nothing in a, a complete remote production platform mm -hmm. that we did not have any of these pieces in place whatsoever. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're completely studio-based. We, we weren't even a streaming show. So, you know, to do all this over the Internet, we have such a crack team. They've worked their asses off. It's been incredible. Uh, we're also blessed that... You know, we just shot our 400th episode, which is incredible. Wow! High five, Hector. High five. High five. <laughs> so like, 55. we we have a we have a, a great cast and a great crew, and we've been working on 400 episodes together. So mm -hmm. our energy is really good, and mm -hmm. the vibe is so solid that I feel like we've had like a just a real easy transition into working, mm -hmm. uh, shooting from home. And also, it's just like we're just so excited to see each other. You know. Like we're so excited to see each other and be like, oh yes, like this is the stuff that I love. This is stuff I yeah. love to do. Yeah, yeah. We all miss our friends, and I also again want to want to highlight like um, our editors because they're able to yes. to to piece together what we are doing when we're shooting stuff and capturing some of that energy of like you're saying, Adam. It is different from when we would be together on a couch, you know, when we're in person with one another. When we do stuff over the internet whether it's like we're talking on zoom or what you know however we're communicating there are it's a different rhythm a different pace like you know we're waiting for people to talk and then be done talking and then you know not that we necessarily spoke over on top of each other before mm -hmm. but there's still a different there's still a different exercise in you know and how we're communicating with one another especially when we're encouraged to like hey we're going to geek out about this movie we're going to geek out about this comic like mm -hmm. it, and yet I think that a lot of people that have shifted their work to this or working from home um, have these little moments when they're talking to their friends uh, over the internet where it's these little sparks of, oh, th I miss this. This feels like yeah. it used to feel when we would hang out. And mm -hmm. I think we're really trying to chase those moments. And luckily we get them. And again, kudos to the editors who will put those together after the fact and really make it feel like it flows and it's sometimes I forget. I'm like, I really, I've been watching some of our stuff, the DC Daily from Home things, and I'm like, I, I'm forgetting that we're not sitting on a couch next to one another, you know, because yeah. because of how well it's kind of playing together. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that uh, over on the hyper side, like that we're back and we're doing hyperheroes again because I miss these fools, and it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. great to everything that Sam was describing, where we're like, we we are happy when we see each other. Um, that's 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 the best part of our weeks, I think, is that when, yeah. when we get to do stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I feel I, I felt that vibe already even before we started the show. Just when I popped go. on the Zoom, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's been this like mis we talked about it last time. There's a huge misconception that like we all all three of us live together, and it's <laughs> yeah. not it's not the case. It never has yeah. been the case. Uh, it would make things way easier if we did, but Absolutely. you know, I think for us here, it's uh, it's been great that. Having a work, a live workspace, 
uh, where we can still run all the stuff that we've been doing is great mm-hmm. for us because it it really helps pass the time quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows us to still engage with our audience, which is great. Uh, our favorite thing that we've been doing has been the movie watch-alongs because so many people have not seen a lot of the movies that we've been watching. And to watch movies with people and see the reaction in the chat room when big moments happen that you know are coming or things that like you didn't even know were coming has been really rewarding and really really yeah. fun so that's really great i feel like augustine your your life has probably changed as much mm-hmm. as mine like sam had the 50 percent. he's already a writer mm-hmm. so he's already you know working from home but then we're doing the dc stuff from home mm-hmm. but you went full on one 180 flip to 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 what has yeah. it been like working from home so it's been it's been real interesting uh, i work at a very kind of old schooly kind of uh, place so i work at a school of dentistry and I'm educational technologist there. So I'm helping the faculty turn all their classes from in classroom to remote learning. Yeah. Oh, so dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's been really crazy. Um, previously, my job, like the, the faculty weren't weren't necessarily uh, attaching onto the technology, but mm. now they have to. And now all of a sudden I became like the go-to guy. So <laughs> I went from having a, a, a decently normal job to like, tons and tons and tons of work overnight and it just happened and so that's what that's why we've kind of been like slowing down on videos and stuff just because things have really really flipped around for all of us um and but now it's kind of adjusting like i'm working from home and they previously said i couldn't do my job from home and look at where i am now you know like i can you're in a forest bro yeah i'm in a forest i'm in the woods (laughs) you packed the car you went camping yeah exactly i'm totally camping i'm out there somewhere Oh man, um, guys! When this is all no, over, we're good. gonna we're gonna party so hard. Yes, yes, we are. All, yes, the, we all are. these April babies, like me and Lucas, oh we God. already put it together. We're gonna throw the biggest barbecue you've ever seen. Oh yeah, March yeah. baby. There you I, see. Uh, okay, I you're was invited. Sixteenth, the day that the, the oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're invited. You will be one of the attendees of honor. As will Lucas and myself. Just like the NBA, we get to postpone our our birthdays till a later date. His birthday didn't count. I didn't turn 36 yeah, exactly. this year. I'm turning 36 yeah. next year. I'm with you too, bro. Bullshit. I'm still 22. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. I, uh, yeah. I'm, mine's in June, but I'm still not that optimistic that we'll actually be able. We'll have to do one of these. It'll be a Zoom party, I'm sure, yeah. in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Did we'll you? Uh, did, did you guys get a chance to see kind of like the the three phase rollout where we've become the Marvel Cinematic Universe in some way, where it's going to uh, be just so? like. Well, so they announced yesterday that we're going to be doing like a three-phase rollout where in different phases, depending on sort of like what state uh, your your state or your county is in, that's going to sort of Got dictate it. like how much social, how much less social mm. distancing you'll have to do. It's okay, been so we're, very so interesting. So we're all in Los Angeles. We're in California. Yeah. What phase are we in? Are we in phase one? Phase two? No. Phase hell two? no. Hell no. We're in phase three? Uh, pff, who knows, man? <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, we're still I, in lockdown. I, I, I've not read all of it, but I don't think we're, I don't think anybody's in any phase. Well, yeah, unless you're no. Florida and you're just Amity Island. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, they're uh, done. Yeah. Didn't you hear? They're done. That's why they're reopening. Yeah, so uh, they've conquered it. It's 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 been really really interesting. Um, yeah. what, what's what's been some of the uh, what have you guys been doing during the stay at home order minus you know working. You know, what have you, stuff. what have you been trying to like well, do to help pass the time? I, I know that, uh, I've continued to do the stuff that, uh, the three of us talked about. We reunited last week. We shot a video, Adam mm. Augustine and I, where we were like, here's some quarantine essential yeah. stuff to go look at mm-hmm. movies and mm-hmm. comics and different things. Amazing. So I'm still in the process of like 
I'm reading comics. I'm trying to do my deep dive into everything Indiana Jones right now. So I'm getting into that stuff. Uh, I'm reading the old um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, John Carter of Mars books. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. great and terrible, and I love them, and they're great. Yep. Um, and that's and and then I've been slowly, like slowly but surely, collecting my um, my action figure collection <laughs> uh, from the internet, from sellers and from eBay and stuff. I'm trying to avoid Amazon because they're you know essential services and swamp. But I'm trying to be like, ooh, it's been years. I never got around to getting these action figures. I need to get. <laughs> You know, Hector, that's essential services, man. I just got yeah, this. Dude. I just got this Paddington Blu-ray. That's apparently essential <laughs> services too. So, well, you know. it's like, look, we're joking, but it's kind of how we talked about it last week. Yeah. Is that everybody has has everyone's always sort of joked about the arts as being non-essential, but mm. as soon as everything went down, yeah. everybody has been talking mm. about the comfort food of mm. watching mm. movies and reading mm. and and enjoying art. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can joke that it's not essential, but like, right. you know, like. But to, yeah. to add on to that, Hector, just like we talked about last week, I rewatched Lord of the Rings, specifically oh. The Return of the King. Wow. And given all these new things that have popped up in our lives, that story of like going, the, the smallest person going up against the biggest odds hits completely different right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. like, oh man, my emotions are in a completely different place when I'm watching this movie. And it's actually great because. It's like rewatching it over again. It's like rewatching it new, and I'm just like, oh yeah. man, this is beautiful. There's stuff in it that I've never seen before. That's always been there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's things like that. Rewatching things that I love from a completely different emotional state, you yeah, know. And that's that, it's that, really cool. That quote from Gandalf really hits different now, doesn't it? The yeah. one, and I'm which, gonna wait, bungle this right now. Which but, one? The you know, Gandalf would say this in a very wise, poetic way, but it's like. If you're the guy in the time, you don't get to choose the time that you get to be the guy in. Right, right, right. You kind of like vibe it out, Frodo, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever I'm talking to. And Frodo's like, totally, bro. Feel you. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah, dude. You yeah, know the quote I'm talking about. It's on all the right, right, tchotchkes right. and you've seen yes, yes. everything, but it's like, mm-hmm. you'll get to choose the time that you are in your choice is whether you can rise up to the challenge of the time that you're right in. right right look exactly. sam everybody so, in the chat yeah. room is saying they like your version of the quote better anyway yeah, so I, I, you won <laughs> cool. you won <laughs> they're gonna mug. rewrite it that's right <laughs> edit into the movie <laughs> what about a new version what about for you Matt sam J. has R. there been tolkien yeah <laughs> whoever that guy is <laughs> what about for you sam has there been things new things that you've discovered whether it's books movies or even some comics or how have you been helping pass the time yeah, well, you know, I've been, I've really been trying to stay busy. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I always go back to comics, always go back to comics. So I have been reading old favorites, I gotta say. Old favorites are recent things um, that have popped up. This is actually, I happen to have this on hand right here. But um, the, the, the Wildstorm, Ooh. book published by DC, but it's a relaunch of the Wildstorm properties by uh, Warren Ellis and John Davis Hunt. All four volumes are out now, uh, and I'm a huge Wildstorm nerd, huge Warren Ellis fan, love wow. John Davis Hunt, um, so I got to read all those at once. But then also, like, I just am cooking a lot more than I ever have yeah. in my entire life, you know, which is, like, I'm not fancy or anything by any means, but, like, I'm learning that, like, oh, if I just take, like, a bunch of garlic and mash it up <laughs> put it in a pan with some oil and, like, throw some soy sauce in there, maybe some sriracha, heat that up, I can literally put anything in mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. and it's... <laughs> Pizza chef. See, Hector, you're, it's not that not hard. Wrong. Come on, man. You're, you're not wrong. No, not Sam, at all. You're, 
You're talking to the two correct guys. These guys are awesome cooks, and I am so bad. So that's yeah, great. Hector. But you're lucky. I'm much you have to Hector than any awesome chef. I have no, you know. <laughs> Hector, you're looking. You lucked out that you have Keller as your roommate, who is one of the best. Oh yeah, Hector. What ever. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. you Keller's got a great. five-star Michelin chef as your roommate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty good. Give me the thumbs up right now. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> but Sam, awesome. let's 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 get into uh, creators for comics because I would love yeah, for man. you to give our audience uh, a little more insight of how it started, what inspired it, and how how it's sort of been evolving the last week or so. Yeah, uh, I, this has been like such an exciting week, and just talking about like distracting yourself or finding things to do that like are therapeutic as well. Like this has been so therapeutic. Um, so the broad strokes of what it is, it's it's called Creators for Comics. It's a hashtag on Twitter, so it's Creators the number four in comics. Uh, and what it is is it's a bunch of comic book creators and authors and celebs and just supporters. It's such a big tent now. People who are going on their Twitter accounts and auctioning things on their Twitter accounts. Everything from signed books to unique experiences to uh, Zoom chats for people who are spying creators, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and all the proceeds are going directly to support comic book stores and indie booksellers uh, who are all of them, I think, without exception, are having an incredibly difficult time across the board because of Corona and the state closures. And in, this, uh, in the case of comic books, the distributor has not been shipping new comic books for weeks. There has not been a new comic book Wednesday for weeks. So even the stores who can stay open due to local regulations, there is no new product. And these stores, I'm sure all y'all will agree, these stores are the, the just like the bedrock of this industry. You know, like we're not t talking about saving businesses. We're talking about saving our community. We're talking about saving the, the people that we have known and loved. The thing I keep saying to people is that the stores have supported us for years. Now it's our turn to step up and support them. So really the way this came about is just out of that feeling that I think we've all felt at one time or another the past couple of weeks about what anything really is just sitting back and feeling helpless and scared and sick and sad about what was happening with the retailers. And I was talking about it with uh, Cami Garcia and uh, Gwenda Bond, both of whom are, they won't up me because they're awesome comic book writers and awesome novelists. Um, and uh, we, collectively just each brought a different piece together this plan of how we could try and make this work and then we roped in brian michael bendis and phil jimenez both incredible uh comic book legends and great friends and also people who are you know just leaders in the community and who want to do the right thing um so we we really you know worked our asses off we found a partner in bink which is the book industry charitable network and they've been saving indie stores and comic book stores for over 20 years Wow. Um, and they are collecting all the money. They're doing all the disbursement, handling all the stuff like taxes and math stuff that we don't want to do. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're, they're hey, hey, fuck math. Fuck math. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Screw homework. Yeah. Uh, they, what's great about this partnership is they get to do what they do best and we get to do what we do best, which is just rabble rounds. So yeah. we, um, when we launched on Wednesday, we had, um, I think about 120 creators lined up wow. and we were feeling really good and 
just really overwhelmed with that number, just the overwhelmed emotionally the way that people are stepping up. Uh, and the way that it has bloomed since then, we're about uh, two days later, uh, we, we have a, a team chasing down every option. So many people have just seen what we're doing and they have decided they're gonna step up and do an option too. What's great so about cool. this format is that anybody can join. You don't have to contact us or there's no invitation. You know what I mean? Like everybody's part of the party if you just wanna step up and support these stores. So now at this point today, on Friday, the last update I got is we're up to over 400 auctions. That's amazing. running on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, one. like when, uh, when I first caught Carl Wind of it, I was telling these guys, you know, I <clears throat> I kind of saw like early breadcrumbs on my Twitter feed because, you know, I, I follow. So I saw some stuff being retweeted and I didn't really know at first what exactly it was. But you like follow the trail and you go back and you start mm -hmm. seeing very quickly how much this has like blown up in the last, yeah. you know, 48 to 72 hours, which I think is incredible. Um, I saw some I, I think I saw Chris Miller just did one. Uh, was that yesterday or this morning from Spider-Verse that I thought was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Miller, a great example of somebody who, uh, you, you, when you think of the comic book industry, you may not automatically think about him, mm -hmm. but right. he's just a nerd. And I haven't spoken to him, but I assume because he stepped up in this way and did it on his own that he also feels scared and worried about what's happening in these stores mm -hmm. and just, just couldn't sit by and watch this happen you know he said i have to, i have to do something too yeah and that's like been the really emotional part of this week is seeing our peers yeah. and people we don't know people that we've always admired but from afar like mike mignola just posted yeah. an mm -hmm. auction mm -hmm. with a collaboration he did with um eric powell they did a where the wild things are piece together wow Whoa. That's so cool that's yeah cool. and it's just like man like like Mike Vanilla heard about it and said, I got to do something, you know, That's like so cool. it's just, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. Or just, you know, reaching out uh, to people like Frank Miller and Neil Gaiman, both of whom are doing auctions. And then wow. seeing the flip side of that, which is seeing people on Twitter being like, I've looked at this hashtag. This is so cool. And this is so crazy. I don't know what I can do. I'm just, uh, you know, maybe an aspiring creator. I've never been published. Maybe I'm just a fan but I'm going to find anything I have in my home mm -hmm. and I'm going to put up an option. Even if I contribute just a little bit, like I have to be part of this. I have to do something to help mm -hmm. save these stores. It's been amazing. It's been like, Sam, you reached out to me and asked me to, uh, to on behalf of, of uh, a, a legendary creator, Paul Levitz, I'm yeah. auctioning uh, yeah. one of his items of uh, an incredible masterpiece book that he wrote, which is it's currently, and here's the other thing I want to bring up too. Like, the crazy thing is, is all of these are still happening right now. The auctions are live right now until yeah. Monday midday. Yes, anyone can go. Yep. Yeah. Anyone can go uh, to the hashtag Creators for Comics. Just scroll through. It's like the craziest artist alley you've ever seen in your life. It's amazing. That's cool. I am currently, on behalf of Paul Lovitz, uh, uh, auctioning a book that he wrote called 75 Years of DC Comics, The Art of Modern Mythmaking. And you can go to my Twitter and you can see a bunch of people like that have, uh, 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 you know, bid on the item right now it's up to 350 dollars which is insane it's so cool but it's this huge massive book that is almost as big as the man himself and it's and it's <laughs> out of print it's called like the xl edition of this book that uh tashin did years years ago um anyway it's it's pretty awesome but just to see like uh to, to see how everybody is is even if they aren't creators but they're still just comic book lovers and fans all of the mm -hmm. people that are bidding 
that's what's been blowing me away mm-hmm. is all the people that are bidding these amounts. And some of our favorite creators like are, are saying, you know, hey, I just decided I'm going to match this amount, whatever ends up winning. And, and it's just like this incredible outpouring of support. And like Robert Kirkman just bid on a on a, on a piece. This? $10,000. And he goes, I'm going to bid $10,000 because the, I, it's like a Jeff Lemire piece. And he, yeah. he's, he's only bidding that because the original bidder said, I'm going to match whatever the amount is. And then no, no, Robert no, wait, wait. said, it, it, it gets even better because Lemire posted his piece. Yeah. And I guess he talks to Damon Lindelof and Lindelof said, dude, I, I will match whatever your highest bid is. Whoa. And Jeff posted that. And <laughs> Robert so Kirkman dope. was like, well, if Lindelof's going to do this, I'm bidding 10 grand. I'm going to make yep. Lindelof pay yeah. up. <laughs> and, so dope. And, and, and yeah, Robert goes, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna bid $10,000. And whoever the second highest bid is, they can get the item. They can get the artwork. And it's so just the, the support. It's just awesome. Wow. And that's 20 grand right there. That is life and death for more than one store. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Incredible thing. Just just one option. Yeah. Yeah. And I know right now it's, it's still like very unclear when we can sort of start to expect comics to kind of go back into print. I know that Diamond was, I, I don't know if Diamond said this, but I know that the Hollywood Reporter was talking about that they're, they're hoping to restart shipments sometime mid to late May, but like, that's still a while away and that's also right. like a very vague timeline yeah you know yeah, mid to yeah. late may that that could be uh, uh, anywhere in a two to three week window and we could get to mid to late may and they might be like oh never mind actually like we're still not in the clear so sure, i think this right. is like this is probably the best and i don't i don't know if easiest is the word but probably the most accessible thing that 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 is happening right now that yeah. people can support i yeah. did there was a question in the twitch chat uh, yeah. asking if this is only in U.S. or if anyone internationally can participate? Uh, the, the, the scope is up to each person who is auctioning. It's, it's mm-hmm. up to each auction how they want to define the scope. Um, I, know, I know a lot of them are U.S.-based, uh, but there are plenty that are international as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it depends on the item, depends on them. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Case-by-case case basis. And then right what's, the, what's the timeline? You're saying it's still mid-Monday? Yes, noon Eastern time, mid-Monday is when the auctions close down. It's super easy to bid. All you do is you reply to the original tweet with your bid. You just put the number right in there, post it as a reply, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're in there. And then come noon Eastern time on Monday, whoever has the highest bid in the thread is the one who's the winner. Yeah. Um, and, and the money, like it's not just going to a good cause, but whoever wins these auctions, they're not taking their money and paying me or Jeff Lemire or Mike McNeil or whoever, mm-hmm. they're paying the money direct to Bink, direct mm-hmm. to the nonprofit, sending us the proof, and then they get their goods. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so yeah, cool. I've, I've, been, uh, I've been really missing comics. So here on Wednesday, we do a show called Comics and Coffee where Zach and I, we read some of the new stuff and then we talk about it. And like we've Love really Zach. been missing the show a lot because mm-hmm. it's, it's well, a good, nice opportunity for people to just like, you know, hang out and just read and stuff. But – it's like that. That's part of an industry that I think is so underappreciated, and I think yeah. now people are really realizing, like, shit, I really miss having books to read every week. Yeah, new books. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Sam? Yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that uh, in addition to Diamond saying that they're hoping to start up mid to uh, late May, DC said today, and this is not insider news. This is all public. This is public, yeah. Online, uh, that they are going to start shipping weekly books i believe the last tuesday of april is the first yeah, i think it's uh, april 28th yeah 
Okay. Yeah. So they're 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 pursuing they're engaging with alternative distribution. I, I don't know exactly the details of that, uh, and of course not all stores are going to be opening, but the stores that are open or the stores that can service customers curbside mail order whatever mm-hmm. new comics from DC will start shipping weekly mm-hmm. end of April. And I I am personally excited and relieved. Just an example of how we've all been in limbo because of this. I have an issue of Harley Quinn that I wrote, Pammy Basri drew. It's been printed, it's been shipped, and it's sitting in a warehouse. Uh, it's yeah. supposed to come out April 1st, yeah. but it's just been sitting. I have, I have a box of it. I have a box <laughs> of it over here. <laughs> uh, but I, I wouldn't want to do that to the retailers and like give it away as part of an auction. But you know, it's like yeah. uh, it's uh, it's 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 great just to know, just to feel like the wheels are starting to move right. slowly. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, mm-hmm. we're yeah. figuring yeah. out. We're all figuring out ways to do this while still being safe, yeah. right. healthy, mm-hmm. and home as much as possible. Right. 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 Have you still been actively working on? books that you already were working on previously or has that kind of been paused because of everything that's been going on uh i i'm very lucky in that none of my projects have been put on pause um that not that's not the case for everybody uh uh I, I think almost every publisher has had some projects go on pause some entire publishers have gone on pause um my i'm, I'm writing harley for dc and my experience with dc is they said we're you know we're we're business as usual on this end, you know, mm-hmm. almost nothing about this business is as usual right now, but what we can do right now is still continue making these books because when we come mm-hmm. out of this, people are going to need these books. The retailers Absolutely. are going to need something to sell. People are going to need something to read. We're just going to need something to feel okay about again, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. DC uh, really like has been consistent uh, from the start that we are, we're moving forward. None, zero, none of my deadlines changed whatsoever. I'm on the same deadline schedule as if there was no break in shipping at all um and also it's it's uh, not speaking for dc it's just something i thought Mm -hmm. about the other day this is crazy because we we ship comics as an industry on a weekly basis this Mm -hmm. is an opportunity for the Mm -hmm. entire company to be ahead of schedule at one time (laughs) you're a comic freelancer right now this is blowing your mind because we are constantly at the t- you know at this the, the nitty gritty of every deadline, yeah, pushing yeah, yeah. things off to the printer. I like to be I have an entire line of comics. Mm-hmm. To have one comic ahead of schedule is mind blowing mm-hmm. to me. I have an entire line is amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. yeah, yeah. I have a question for you, Sam. So how uh, do you feel like this event, this thing that's going on right now, this coronavirus, will or has affected your writing? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like this is something that is going to be reflected? in comic books as a whole do you feel like it's we'll start to see some like very personal stories in in comics about events like this or something like that it's a great question uh yeah that is a great question i mean i i'll i'll speak for a lot of my peers who i've talked to mm-hmm. a lot of other people may be feeling this right now uh my my writing has sucked since all this has gone down mm. like my like it, i eventually get there but my yeah, process yeah, yeah sucks it, yeah, it just yeah, does yeah. like it's just not right. coming the way it used to mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i i think that is absolutely natural so if there's anybody yeah. else feeling like that because i've been talking to some of my my, my peers big names are just like i don't know what's wrong with me i'm like dude mm-hmm. you're not the only one you know yeah yeah, I say yeah. It to everybody watching right now anybody okay. working at anything creative or otherwise we're not working at 100 percent right now mm-hmm, it's totally mm-hmm. natural so it, it has affect my affected my writing in that way 
your your broader point, I think this is something that we always think about when something big hits. You know, mm -hmm, like nine mm eleven, -hmm. there was a lot of talk about this. How will this change art? There's been a right, lot of right, articles right. about oh, the plague of the thirteen forty eight or whatever. How <laughs> yeah. that changed painting, you know, and you're right, right, right. Like, uh, yeah. M myself personally, so far, I have decided to uh, reflect the emotions that I'm feeling right now without <laughs> being like you know, Harley fighting uh, Master COVID, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, without two nail on the head, it's just, you're yeah, just not exactly. trying to, yeah, 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 and, and, I get it. Because a lot of that stuff, and also just like, obviously this stuff is moving so fast. Right, right. It feels like maybe things are like peaking or coming to a crest, but we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen next. You don't want to write something last week and have it come out in June and things are much worse than we thought they were going to be. And right, right, you're, right. At best, you're being insensitive. At worst, something more horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the, the first script I wrote, I'll tell you, uh, was Harley Quinn 75, mm -hmm. uh, which was, this was set up because it's an anniversary issue. Those are always big and fun. It's extra size. And we've got eight artists on this issue. It's a jam issue. Uh, and the plan did change for me after all this went down. Mm. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil too much, but instead of being about, I'm Harley Quinn, I'm trapped in because of the virus or whatever, I can't leave the house because of the virus, it became more about um, Harley uh, trying to overcome the negative voices that we all have inside of ourselves. Mm, okay. Right? And I think okay. that's something that we've all been trying to wrestle with as we're isolated, even mm -hmm. if we have other people in our, you know, in our quarantines, like we're all wrestling with these doubts and overthinking and anxieties and depressions and all that kind of stuff so mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. least for this one issue that that is how i've tried to address it i i gotta chime in too because if there's anybody watching right now who has not read any of sam's harley quinn stuff i am such a champion for it because and i've told this to sam because it is so goddamn funny it's the classic harley that you know and love and expect from a harley quinn comic book and yet sam taps into some of the most real emotions there are some heartbreaking, gut-punching moments in his work for Harley that I think that we might not be used to experiencing with Harley. That uh, honestly, like I, that's some of those moments in like the movie Birds of Prey that came out earlier this year. Those are some of my favorite moments. Are those moments that are surprisingly emotional with such a mm -hmm. zany kind of cast and such a and such a great off-the-wall central character. Sam is just rocking it with this Harley stuff. So if you have not read his Harley Quinn, do yourself a favor, go do it because you will be surprised if you like those kinds of stories. And I love it. So yeah. Thanks, pal. I really appreciate that. I, appreciate you, I think I think you touched yeah. on something though that is really important. And I I don't think us three have really had a chance to talk about it too much, but I know a lot of people it's it's like varying, right? Because people look at this opportunity, they're like, well, I'm at home, so it's a perfect opportunity for me to just sit and write and create and do all that stuff. At the same time, <clears throat> I feel like it's totally okay for people to feel very unmotivated, especially yeah. when we're really connected to the yeah. internet and we're watching TV all the time and we're trying to stay as up to date on everything that's happening. And you're, not everything that we're consuming is good news. You know, sometimes the news is good. Sometimes it's middle of the road. Sometimes it sucks. And I think like that's a super important thing for people to remember is if you're not feeling creatively motivated today mm -hmm. and you just want to stay in bed and watch TV and take a nap, then like don't feel ashamed to do that. I think a lot of people are putting oh, pressure yeah. on themselves right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah watch I that agree. nap. 
Rock that band. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get some, get some reality TV on. Rock I, that like, net. Like, honestly, that was me, like, not too many days ago. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, actually, Friday was the day where I was feeling, like, pretty low. and like, had some, yeah. like, work to do and stuff. But I was just like, you know what? I got to, yeah. some of these days are just going to be washes. They just yep. are. Because yeah. this, this is all unprecedented. None of us are prepared for this emotionally or otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you just, you just got you to gotta ride out the waves, man. You're yeah, right. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Um, we're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna jump into some uh, some topics. Uh, we don't have too 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 many to discuss, but I think they're like very very relevant to what's happening, obviously. And I would love to get your guys's like perspective or outlook on how you think things are gonna change in the future. So mm-hmm. they did just announce today that San Diego Comic Con has been canceled, mm-hmm. and this is the first time in its 51 year history that it's ever been canceled. Right? It's never really had a reason to be canceled before. And I know that the conversation around Comic-Con, at least for the last, like, month or so, most people were saying, like, we'll be out of this, we'll be through this, it'll be fine, we'll be able to go to Comic-Con. I don't understand why people are making a big deal out of it. But now I think, I hope at least people are realizing, like, there is not an off switch for this. It is a gradual progression where we will eventually get to some point where it will feel kind of normal. But I think that even when we go back to how life was before, it will still be different. It will still mm-hmm. change. Yeah. Uh, and especially an event like Comic-Con where San Diego gets over 200,000 new people that show up for those four or five days. I really don't know if we will go back to that. Like, I really do think that Comic-Con has to really reconsider in the immediate future, at least, like that capacity that that convention holds, they will have to honor that and probably even have less people show up than yeah. they've had in recent years but I would love to know if, the, if that's what you guys think as well, and just your overall thoughts on yeah. the cancellation. Yeah. I so I've been in some in some uh, some meetings at the school in and and there's have been some pretty um, high level medical people in these meetings, and they talk about how their things will things will never go back to the old normal. There will always be a new normal, mm-hmm. and one thing that I feel like is as devastating as this whole event is. Uh, what I really enjoy seeing is how people are adapting and, and overcoming things just like this auction that, that mm-hmm. you're doing, Sam, this, this is a beautiful way to help people overcome this. I think what people need to start thinking about is how can we adapt, still give people something that they want and they like, because we're all looking for that comfort. We're all looking for that, like that sense of like, oh, this is what I used to love and I want to continue doing it. Maybe maybe we can come up with a new way of delivering it to you that you didn't even know you wanted. Like there's, there's new things and, and, and the human creative mind is so vast that I feel like something can happen. We just need to get to that point. And nobody has ever pushed us to the point where we are now. And now's the time for people to step up and say, okay, how can we retool this rather than just canceling San Diego Comic-Con? Like, what can right. we do? Let's, let's do virtual stuff. Let's, you know, think of new ways that people can, devote their time and, and their efforts to because as much as it sucks that it's not going to happen I want to still have some kind of semblance of that you know and, and especially mm-hmm. for like the artists who go to Artist Alley and and the people who go there for exposure and and really it, it becomes kind of like a, a moment for them to either sell more comic books or, or, or get more known in the art world or something like that it's a huge disservice to not have something like San Diego Comic-Con. So if we can still find out a way to get all those services across and have an event that everybody can be a part of, I think it'll be awesome. But, you know, we have to be there. Yeah. 
That was really well said, man. I, I, I yeah. I'll be honest. Amen. I haven't, I have not even given these kinds of questions that much thought other than mm -hmm. the lead up to today. I think we've all been saying like, it's probably not likely that Comic-Con's going to happen. It's probably not likely Comic-Con's going to happen. And then once it was finally announced, like, yeah, part of me's bummed. I mean, I'm born and raised in San Diego. Yeah. You know? Comic-Con's like our go-to thing. Dude, yeah. It's such a huge yeah. part of who I am as a geek and who yeah. I am as, as a passionate fan of stuff that it is it does break my heart a little bit but the mm -hmm. the very next thought i had was yeah good this makes sense this it's it's the time to Absolutely. take these kinds of measures to be safe and to keep people safe right and i really liked what augustine was talking about 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 trying to find solutions for this and trying to find different ways and outlets the same way that you know certain publishers are trying to find different ways to get comics to people mm -hmm. there 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 has to be there has to be there should be groups of people are now trying to problem solve these problems of like okay there's no san diego comic con what does that mean for comic book companies? What does that right. mean for these big studios that are trying to put out trailers and do their whole PR machine? Like, mm -hmm. do we get that in July in a different way? Do mm -hmm. we, does Comic-Con going forward, does it change? Like you, like Adam, you were saying, maybe the, um, because <laughs> it's it all has always felt like San Diego Convention Center has never really adhered to their capacity <laughs> no. uh, when you go there. But it's right. like, do they, you know, how does it, how does that show evolve going forward next year, right. the year after, and so on and so forth? Like, I haven't been giving these kinds of questions that much thought. And it's probably just because I really am focused on like day to day, like, absolutely. You know, yeah. What, what our jobs are, but also mm -hmm. just, um, I don't know whatever whatever news we get um mm -hmm. but augustine i really like the, the the kinds of ideas you were bringing up about you know yeah, finding man. a way to, to to get it to the people yeah gotta get it to the people we got to get it to it because yeah everybody's looking for that semblance of yeah that comfort you know everybody wants that which is good and and honestly we all deserve that we all deserve to feel good in this time whatever you're doing uh mm -hmm. and so i just it needs to the onus is on the people who run this to be creative and try to figure out you know what we yeah. can do about it yeah i you know i my heart breaks for everybody because this this is the right decision this yeah. is the safe decision this is the decision that is good for our entire society right this is the uh, to put it a different way this is the decision superman would make mm -hmm. right right so right. uh i i think they made a really tough decision but they did the thing that they should do but also uh they're you know san diego is a bellwether for the entire not just convention industry, but the promotion industry that yeah. stretches across different industries and mm -hmm. mediums and TV, mm -hmm. movies, videos. You know, I have good friends who, because you know, when when San Diego falls, it's like, oh, this this is going to be a whole year thing. And I have mm -hmm. friends who are probably staring down the face of being laid off uh, because everybody's just waiting for the shoe of San Diego to drop. I have friends who had big, you know, been working on books for a year and a half that were supposed to debut there. They mm -hmm. had things lined up, they had promotions lined up. Now none of those are gonna happen. And you know, who, how, how or if any of that is gonna happen. So mm -hmm. it, it is a really big shoe to drop. There have been other shows being canceled before this, but this one is uh, has cast a long shadow. But Augustino is really inspired by what you're saying because I want everybody to sort of open their hearts to the idea that there's a beautiful world waiting for us on the other side of this virus yeah you know and that right. beautiful world is something that we can create by thinking and rethinking things that we have or things that we miss or things that we used to that we can't have anymore right um mm -hmm. and not just for conventions but you know uh, healthcare or the way we treat people who work in grocery stores or yes. minimum wage or you know what I mean? Like, uh, like all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I think we need, we need to be able to imagine or at least 
embrace this idea that there is a beautiful world in the future. We just yeah. got to make it for ourselves because this is a turning point. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we all need to like roll up our sleeves and, and figure out what that is, but whether mm -hmm. it's something as enjoyable as conventions or something even more serious and, and broad and, and historical than that. I think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's been probably the most interesting thing is I think it's sad that it, <clears throat> it took for this to happen, but I think now so many people realize just how important grocery store workers and, yep. oh you know, that whole industry of people who have to, you know, deliver, d make deliveries across the country and all this sort of, like, I think now people really realize like, holy shit, if this were to ever go away, we yep. literally wouldn't have food. Yep. And I think like, right. that's really made people realize like, we really underappreciate this whole community of people, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which is, which is crazy. But I, I agree though. I think now it really is the time for adapting and yeah something as simple like we zach and i talk about it all the time it's like man i love the concept of doing movie watch-alongs but it's such a complicated process to be able mm -hmm. to do a live with an audience because of the whole rights issue and not being able to yeah. show anything and hear anything and all that sort of stuff and it's like i know a lot of people are doing them now on twitter it's not like it's not necessarily something that i like as much because i like the idea of everybody watching it together and like mm -hmm. interacting in one place together yeah but like it's such an impossibility but i do think that now that all these studios have been coming out and they're getting their directors and their actors and their writers and their producers to do these watch-alongs with people mm -hmm. i think that something as little as that all the way up to san diego comic-con itself i think we're yeah. gonna have to see some sort of like next phase yeah. of what that mm -hmm. is absolutely and yeah. yeah for years i've always i've always been somebody who said like i don't want comic-con to be live streamed because i think that like if you're spending the money and you're going out there and you're putting in the effort to go you should be the only person who has the exclusive right, right. to see all that stuff but right. like it's just not the world that we live in anymore i think the mm -hmm. way other cons do it in particular like star wars celebration where everything is live streamed and i don't feel the pressure of having to go but i can still sit at home and watch it and experience it in a different way uh i think is something that we should adapt and we should yeah. do and now actually having done it, going to Star Wars Celebration live in person and then going there virtually, it is a completely different experience when yeah, you're sure. in the room mm -hmm. versus being there virtually. Sure. Right. So like, right. I yeah. do think it would be really cool, and especially Comic-Con and these bigger conventions. I think now is like the time you really need to start adapting. You need to start doing some sort of virtual con. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And especially, like, I feel like somebody like Marvel Studios or DC or whoever, I think those are the people who really need to start taking the lead on that and saying, hey, we don't want Comic-Con to go away or we don't want this thing to go away. We want to give it to the people. And instead of us just doing it on our own, which so many movie studios could, but I, like, I think that alienates out a lot of comic book creators or a lot of smaller publishers. Right. I think yeah. it really needs someone yeah. to speak up and say, hey, we want to do, do this virtually. Uh, we want to help like support it and like really get it out there so everybody who's been going to Comic-Con can still be a part of it. I yeah. do hope that that happens because I think there's an audience for it. There's literally a worldwide <laughs> audience of billions of people yeah. who would want to virtually go to Comic-Con uh, yeah. if they can't be there in person. Yeah, especially I mean, right I mean, now because we're all at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we've interacted with so many fans who are just like, man, I wish I could go. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that, whether it's like financially or whether, you know, you can't just make it out because of work or anything. Like, this is a good opportunity, like I, like I said before, to rechange everything, give people what they want and uh, you're right, Sam. There's there's a beautiful world waiting for us on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
what do you what's your guys' outlook on to and it might be hard to answer this question specifically, but you know, we've we've talked a lot about internally of like how does our industry sort of like start back up again? Because we have all of these movie productions that have sure. completely stopped, you know, big big tentpole stuff like Batman and all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But then you have these mm-hmm. really small indies that have also completely have to been sidelined and then the whole release schedule, that's a whole another topic of conversation of like the ca- cascading effect it will have for years on so yeah. many on so many I things. Oh man. Um, I think that, it, yeah. yeah. That's very dependent on safety standards. Like as much as we want that stuff to happen. For sure. We can't overlook the fact that we cannot let this continue for longer than it needs to just because we want a movie or because we there's a production. Like I I, I study to be an animator. Like I, I love movies. I'm here with you guys. Like all of this stuff is what I love to do, but overall at the end of the day, what matters is going and and stopping as many people from getting sick as possible. Mm-hmm. And and whatever we can do to mitigate that is is really what's important. But if there are safety precautions, say that everybody gets tested, like if you have a shoot day, have everybody get tested before you go and film. Right. Make sure that it's a very tight quarantined area, film what you need to film. It should be good, right? Like that just it's if we have those testing measures, you can still do things. You just have to take further precautions. And I feel like once people start rolling out that kind of protocol, I feel yeah. like it can we can get to a place where things can slowly start to roll out. Part of the reason why it's so widespread is because we don't have anybody who tests it. And Germany's doing a really good job of containing this because they test everybody. And instead of everybody being on lockdown, only the people who have tested positive go to lockdown. So mm-hmm. everybody else can continue about what they want to do, you know? So if we can have contained sets that can go out and film and create and do whatever they want to do, I feel like that's one way to kind of step this forward, you know? Yeah, you guys you guys heard about the um, the, the sitcom that's now going to be coming out from, I think some of the people that did The Office, but it's like another workplace sitcom, but it's mm-hmm. based around mm-hmm. the Zoom work, like, Thing and people wow. are filming it from home and a part genius. of me is like a part of me is like genius. that's a genius idea sam that's a mm-hmm. genius idea however i don't know if i'm gonna be in the headspace <laughs> to, do you know what i mean <laughs> right, talking yeah, about absolutely. escapism talking about yeah, everything yeah, that we've absolutely. been talking about so it's like it's gonna be really curious to see how not just in comics or in movies but like books and music and 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 all forms of art how they'll be impacted and how we're gonna get uh you know what the artists are going through and whether or not the larger audiences will be like receptive towards that. That's mm-hmm, what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about. So yeah, yeah. it's been a great yeah, conversation yeah. guys. This whole combo <laughs> for this hour has been like uplifting and inspiring and shit. Yeah, man. Great. <laughs> That's good. Right. That's good. Right. Right. <laughs> Sam, what do you think? think? Augustine is right. Is that, is that we got, we got to let the science lead on this. And yeah. Let yeah. Sort of our, our more basic impulses lead on this. We're, we we are being called upon to sacrifice, and it will take sacrifice to do mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. there are things happening. I know all the major studios. You mentioned animation; they're all turning to animation because that's something that can be done from home. So mm-hmm. yeah. comics yeah, yeah, yeah. are yeah. being made. Other yeah. things are being made. You know what I mean? Like so, there 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 is hope on the horizon for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I have a question. I have a question for Sam before we have to leave because I want to yeah, geek right. out with him about this real quick. And <laughs> yeah. and and it's a question for everybody here, Adam yeah. and Augustine. I feel like I'm gonna know what y'all are gonna say, but <laughs> you know us. You know what we're gonna say. Ask Sam. What's the best? What's the best movie prequels between these options? Oh you! Oh God! Here comes the <laughs> Twitter poll. Here comes the Twitter <laughs> poll. I'm mad already. I'm mad already. <laughs> is it? And that what the crazy thing is is when it was all said and done, I thought that Star Wars was gonna win. The Star Wars prequels. The options are the Star Wars prequels, the um, the Hobbit trilogy, yep. the uh, uh, the Fantastic Beasts movies. There's two of them so right. far. 
or the mm-hmm. Star Trek Kelvin alternate timeline prequel sequel, you know, type of a thing between those four. When this, when I did this Twitter poll and it was done, eleven thousand people voted, and dude, by twelve votes, twelve, the Star Trek one barely edged out Star wow. Wars. So those are my top two wow. contenders. My vote for those Dang. would be well. First of all, I I, I consider the trek movies to still be qualifying as prequels because they to me in my brain they take place verse before some other previous movies and events but i understand a lot of people were like well it's not it's fine different timeline but it's still it's a year one story right 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 um yeah 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 i go star trek i go and then my order would then be honestly hobbit then then probably star wars then fantastic beast that's my order yeah Sam. Uh, 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 Hector already knows his answer because I I've made my outrage known on Twitter, whereas all my outrage is known. Uh, no, it's, it's got to be the Star Trek ones by a mile. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I understand. I know that the, the Star Wars prequel love is strong out there, particularly because that's just what a lot of Star Wars fans grew up on, and mm-hmm. I, I totally get that and I honor that. So I knew that was going to be a strong contender. Yeah, but by twelve votes, yeah. that is a travesty <laughs> because those Star Wars movies are good and they are rewatchable and they have like good performances and directing and set direction and the music by Michael yeah. Giacchino and yeah. it's just like you know what I mean like they they are uh, it, those movies are a, a vision under themselves mm-hmm. and I think I have not seen the Fantastic Beast trilogy but I think you could say for the other two sets uh, of prequels that they are kind of a bit of a mess. Mm. and augustine uh, now augustine's a huge lord of the rings guy augustine's a huge lord of the rings guy he met peter jackson in new zealand when he took this amazing trip like you went to weta you're friends Mm -hmm. with richard taylor at weta Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like augustine loves his stuff are you still going the trek movies are better than the hobbit like where are you at so as much as the hobbit trilogy let me down Mm. uh because i feel like it what it did do service to the book i will put that at the top uh, only because, it, and I feel like it only really inches out Star Wars because I didn't really watch Star Wars until after I had become a full-fledged Lord of the Rings fan. So uh, I, yeah. I have this die-hard like pocket in my heart for Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, but catch That's me on your another heart is yeah your exactly heart is Lord of the Rings. my heart is Lord of the Rings. But uh, catch me on a different day, and I might say you know the Star Wars trilogy is, is the Star Wars prequels are better. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really seen the Star Trek one, so it's not a fair answer. And okay. Fantastic Beast, that one's at the very bottom of my list. <laughs> See, that's Adam. interesting. What, what what you said about letting you down, because ho- the, the Hobbit would be number two for me, the, yeah. the Hobbit uh, trilogy. I, I never read Lord of the Rings to, mm-hmm. to this day, not because I'm a hater, but just mm-hmm. the Lord of the Ring movies are my main experience with them. And yeah. I, I don't think they're as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but mm-hmm. every time I saw those Hobbit movies, I was like, I'm loving this shit. This great. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some dragon talking yeah. to me. Some, yeah. some giant yeah. bird. I got you. I got you, boo boo. Yes, I got you. Yeah. No, and yeah. I think, and I think it's informed by your connection because if I had been more connected to the original material, I might have yeah. been like, oh, come on. Oh, I might have felt and, being let down. Yes, exactly. And and me. So as soon as the first Lord of the Rings movie came out. I went and bought the copy of The Hobbit and I also read through the Silmarillion. Like I was just into this world. Yeah, and so, so by the time The Hobbit came out, I knew all this stuff and I was just like, what are we looking at? Like, what is this? Peter, how could you let me down? But then again, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it was, 
it's it's a whole nother conversation that we need yeah. to have. I, I know Adam's answer. I feel like Adam's looking at us like we gotta wrap soon. Yeah, but I, know, yes. I know. Adam Adam also Adam, chimed in. Adam, uh, he chimed in on the Twitter poll. I think he also admitted, he goes, the Trek movies are the best movies yeah. out, of, out of this set. I would definitely say the Trek movies are the best made of, of all the choices. Uh, I was, I, I, I would put st- the Star Wars prequels second for sure. Uh, I wish that they were higher because I love Star Wars more than Star Trek. And then The Hobbit, I, I personally wasn't, I didn't really like that trilogy that much. And I haven't seen all Fantastic Beasts because I didn't like the first one. So I guess that answers that question. Boom. <laughs> there you go. There uh, you but go. Sam. Before we go, let everybody know yes. one more time where they can find you and Creators yes. for Comics. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Sam Humphreys. Uh, but more importantly, go to the hashtag Creators for Comics, Creators number four comics. Just scroll through. You're going to find something you love, and you're going to find something that you're going to want to bid on. It's going to make you feel good. Not just because you've got this cool thing, but you're going to help support comic book and indie bookstores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome! Thank you so much for being here, for hanging out with us, and thank for coming for to talk about it. This yeah, is a thanks, blast. Buddy. This is yeah. a great time. Yeah, I see why Hector loves this. Yeah. I get it. Right? <laughs> These guys yeah. are great. <laughs> and it was so nice. It was so nice to get to hang out with uh, with Augustine and Hector. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Yeah, we will for be us. back next week. But before you go anywhere, we have survival skills coming up with Malika. She's going to be cooking some awesome food. So stick around for that. And then we'll be doing board games and a movie. Thank you all so much for watching. We love you. Stay. Uh, We'll see you in a few minutes. Bye-bye.